1: Welcome to the Star Power Podcast on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss Stargirl. On the CW channel, I'm Cosmic Staff Dave. I'm
0: Sean fangirl S.
2: And I'm Steve, and today we'll be discussing Episode 4 of Season 2 of Stargirl. Okay, team initial reactions. What do you got there, Sean?
0: <laughs> I had to rewatch it. And I was like the first time I'm like, wait, what happened? Because life got in the way. And the second time watching it, I was like, this is getting a bit dark. So, I mean, I liked it. That sounds weird when I say it that way. It got dark. <laughs> so I totally liked it. Get dark. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm kind of worried about the way things are kind of progressing. So I'm still all in for it. But I was like, oh, it's gotten me a little uneasy, which again, weird to say that I really like the fact that it's making me uneasy.
2: You can't disagree with that, Steve. I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was great that Pat has to deal with Croc and his wife and <laughs> had to have no. him hide him out at the house. That was awesome. <laughs> I had a feeling they make friends a little bit. Yeah. they still
1: calling him Crusher. Crusher.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and we did find out this week that they are going to be series regulars next year. So, hmm. I, Yeah.
1: Not dead. No, not dead at all. I think they add some, like, comic relief. I mean, they certainly did in this episode. Oh, yeah. I saw some reviews. Somebody was complaining about nobody in that town notices them sitting on a bench like that. Nobody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think the town's very big. So, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Couple Especially of when they're like, garden. This. Yeah,
1: hey, baby. <laughs> I, I liked it too. I thought it was good, maybe not great, but they can't all be great. As long as they're good enough, don't make me mad. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think I know what the big secret is. I teased earlier, that you guys, I guess, or yes. Steve, about Mike's superhero power, what would be his evil power. I have a theory on that. I could spill it now, or we can wait for the appropriate time.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I don't know about this. Okay, you know what? Leave me on pins and needles. Share it with any oh, other oil hats oh. you have. Okay, as far as Mike's evil superpower
1: will be, you won't have one. It's breaking from his family. That's his superpower, being a traitor. He's going to break everyone's heart. What leads me to... My guess what the big secret is about the JSA, one of them is a traitor. That's how they lost. Wow. Yeah. I always said to Steve and the rest, how'd they lose? How'd they lose? You can't lose with those guys because one of them is a traitor. One of them is a traitor. (laughs) They don't want to share that because, and now one of these guys is going to be a traitor. He wants to be part, No, Mike, of the JSA. They won't allow him. If you look at that portrait of him. I sent a picture around that blue portrait that Cindy was looking at. Right. Yeah. I don't think he has a costume on, a a bad guy costume. Certainly some do. Uh, But he's there's no Calypso glow in his eye, and I don't doubt Calypso will find a way to channel through him. No doubt. Right. Still, I think his evil superpower is being a traitor. If you look closely, there are two hands on him, too, on his shoulder, one arm across the shoulder, one hand. I'm like, are they steering him, are they, like metaphorically steering him towards evil? Or are they like holding on to him to make sure he doesn't get away? interesting theory
0: oh wow you go like deep dived into that photo yeah or the mural whatever i always
1: wondered why how could the gsa lose to that bunch right and i guess the secret is because one of them fell under the crawl of something or was just a traitor which is i don't think it was dr midnight because he's trapped in the shadow realm
2: right i'm thinking maybe so johnny thunder God. think so it's a possibility I mean, out of the rest of them, I'd really hate for it to be the Green Lantern.
1: Oh, man, I would hate that. Yeah. You no, know, Scott. <laughs> hey, Same with Dr. Fate. I mean, he's a weirdo, but he's not a traitor. Right. That leaves Sylvester. Yeah. Certainly, the, the the new Sylvester looks humorless. I wonder if he was a traitor in his dimension. Yeah,
0: there's a possibility as well. Or if they switched him, and then or like early on, and so yeah, he was just like a double agent. Yeah, or a spy, yeah. whichever. Wait, well, no, because I want Mike to end up being a double agent, actually working for the JSA. <laughs> he has the oh,
1: maturity yeah. to pull that off.
0: <laughs> Although you know what, I feel like that makes a lot of sense what you're saying because. Even Sportsmaster had said, you know, your kid's got a mouth on them. You need to start yeah. training them, And it's like, ooh, I yeah. feel like this might make sense.
1: Well, I don't know if they're really helicopter parents, but it's certainly to keep her under a, a tight leash. One is probably connected to the TV where they have Sunday <laughs> football pass. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just think you know everyone's in training with that guy.
0: Oh, that's true.
1: The original Star Man. He seemed like like, an awfully nice guy. I mean, when Stripes, you rescued him out of the car. What that episode one? When we saw Flash of that battle, season one. Yep. He didn't seem like a traitor type then. In fact, he was pretty beat up. Right. Well, it just leaves that doesn't leave too many. Really?
0: No, it (laughs) doesn't. We'll have to see. Yeah, that's going to be like running through my head. Like, who could have done that? Was it was our man in that battle? Yeah, because he was going against Solomon Grundy. Right. Oh, boy. Can't wait to find out now. (laughs) So many things to think of, and we're only in episode four now. I know. Oh, my gosh, Dave. Even your tinfoil hat theories. I love them. All right, let's jump into episode four. Summer School, chapter four. As Pat considers whether he should come clean to Courtney about Eclipso's past, a surprise visit from Croc and Paula catches him and Barbara off guard. A tense run-in with the shade provides Courtney with some valuable information. Finally! Cindy makes her move. It is freaking me out about the Eclipso's path part, though. Right. So now that you're saying your theory, maybe Eclipso, yeah, corrupted one of the JSA.
1: Right. Why would that be bad news? That that way you'd just be careful. I mean, of course, it's entirely possible. Or one of them just could have decided to gone bad. Or maybe somebody was threatened. Maybe our man was threatened. We're going to kill your son. Right. Let us in. Put up a good fight and then take off.
0: And what the heck is the just the whole path? That they're trying to hide from the JSA. Well, That's what's one, getting
1: no, me. Yeah, the one was the traitor. The one of the <laughs> heroes traitor.
0: See, the Pod Dog is not happy about that at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> no.
2: No. 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 <laughs> well, we open up as Artemis visits her parents in prison and tells them she can't stay in the foster home she's in anymore. They serve mac and cheese. They have bunk beds and only basic cable. Spoiled much? <laughs> She tells him that tryouts are on Wednesday, and her parents tell her she's going to crush it, but Artemis has her doubts, and she misses them. Prison guard cuts Artemis' visit short, and then taunts her about her parents being locked up. Jerk. Could he
0: have been a bigger jerk? No! <laughs> like, I wanted her to punch him.
2: Yeah, and he'd have went splat. <laughs> yep. And at best house, she tries to get the goggles to work again, so she can get more information on Eclipso to no avail. She talks to her mom briefly and tries to encourage her mom to go on a date with her dad to the place they used to go when they were first dating. Putt-putt course. But (laughs) that doesn't work either. (laughs) Well, the goggles finally bring up the file on Eclipso, but the file is marked confidential. They just told her they were going to the putt-putt course. Yeah.
1: They just just stay in the parking lot.
0: (laughs) I feel like her mom is super clueless at this point. She has to be the coldest parent. Yeah. You know what? I've said it before. I'm like, I, I was a latchkey kid. Gen X. So, I swear, I got more attention from my parents at the time than Beth gets now. That's messed up. Yeah. Because oh, here's a tin foil Beth hat deserves there. so much more. Uh-oh, what if, what
1: if the Croc clan take in Beth? Parents divorce, they leave, she's on her own, she's sad, so we'll take in for season three when they're regulars. Huh. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Interesting. They're great parents. I mean, we oh, kind of jealousy. see the kid try out. Healthy <laughs> foods. Yeah. Like, well, which. I don't think bats really do it a whole lot of Unhealthy. Every time she cooks, it's like a big to do. Right, Discover But yeah, at least having. Address. But at least having like some attention because she's
2: in rice. Her parents. Yeah, they work yeah. all the time, so it's like we don't have time for you because we're working on our careers. That's
1: really write that one down. Write down, down and down, Sean. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Adopted by the crazy Crocs.
0: We'll see if that pans out.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Now, extra tinfoil for that. <laughs> all right, secrets and lies at the Whitmore. Dugan house. Yeah, I'm a Dugan, not a Duggan. Does anyone call him Duggan? I'm a Duggan guy. Yeah, I haven't heard anybody call him Duggan. Duggan. What's that hole over there? You been Duggan? Yeah. No. <laughs> Barbara is freaked out about Eclipso, and she and Pat try to decide what to tell the kids about the villain. When Courtney comes in and tells them that the goggles warned them about Eclipso, the Files are Confidential. Way to go, goggles. <laughs> Pat reluctantly tells her that Eclipso is real evil, imprisoned in the Black Diamond, that the Shade is looking for him. Well, see, they haven't put that—obviously, they're, they're not listening to our podcast. Or they would have put it together. Right. <laughs> shade ain't all bad. Many different shades. Shades of Grey, we'll call them that from yes. now on. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Pat also explains that Eclipso can get into people's heads and makes them see things not there. And he's made people do things. Uh Uh-oh. The longer Eclipso is active, the more powerful he becomes. What the Shade wants with Eclipso is unknown. That would be a great time, if he is a traitor, for the uh, Green Lantern to show up. Right. Yeah, I mean, if he starts so possessing people, and um, maybe Jade gets possessed. Oh, write that one down. Yep.
0: <laughs> Jade is not around. It's like she got her powers and like skipped town pretty fast. So. Yeah, she's looking for her brother. I know, but I feel like we need her, and you're gonna. Half introduce the new Thunderbolt and be like, bye. They got a lot. They
1: have a lot of work to do in the season. How many episodes are there? Ten, I think. Oh my goodness! I'm gonna get to it. Yeah. Courtney reassures her mom that she won't rush into dealing with this evil. Right. Yeah. Okay. I-, <laughs> I know. Everybody's like, <clears throat> yeah. In the ISA layer, Cindy tells Eclipso that she's still upset about her stepmother's death, but Eclipso says it's not really about her stepmother. Cindy then sees her deceased mother and hears her plead with her not to hurt her. Oh man. That- you know. I- was
0: the biggest douche move uh. and I mean, I know is supposed to be, like, pure evil, but jeez. Yeah. I thought even you might have a line, Eclipso. Apparently not.
2: Nope. Nope, not at all. I was expecting to hear John Lennon's mind games starting to play in the yeah. background. <laughs> well, he knows Cindy's weakness. Oh, it's absolutely like, he does. Bomb, bomb issues. Yep.
1: So Cindy demands that Eclipso make that go away. Eclipso tells Cindy that she needs to put the past behind her and that he only desires what she desires. Yeah, yeah (laughs)
2: Nobody's buying that line anymore.
0: Holy cow. Let's talk about bad days. I mean, that was pretty bad for Cindy. Will that bring her down a notch? Probably not. Nope. And then we get to see Artemis's foster mom, who looks like she's like 10 years older than her, maybe. (laughs) What? (laughs) Best. And you hear her talking about how she's got five foster kids now. Like, what? They're just dropping yeah. kids everywhere,
2: apparently. That's how she's gets her spending money. Yeah. Apparently.
0: But she drops Artemis off at school with a pretty sad-looking processed lunch and is not paying any attention to Artemis when she's like, but what about the whey protein? They didn't have wheat protein. It's like, oh my God, get off the phone before I throw that 40 yards. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out what was in the lunch because all I seen was a pop and it looked like chip like what the heck is
2: this right
0: but she kind of got artemis to shut up by threatening to no longer accept the calls from her parents from prison and artemis then asked for lunch money to get something decent to eat and she's like you got lunch right there it's like oh god this woman like i can't cannot wrap my head around this it's like you are making foster parents look horrible yeah (laughs) (laughs) come on but frustrated artemis goes to the football field and ends up throwing a football with really superhuman strength. I mean, that one went flying. Yeah. He kind of wanted to see somebody like in the middle of town or something, see a ball like flop (laughs) in yeah. the street later we see courtney offering artemis an apple saying well it's the only bit of fruit in this whole place and at first she takes it tentatively and talking until courtney decides to apologize about the situation she's in and then artemis crushes it with one hand it's like what the heck <laughs> maybe don't don't want the bear is what i'm right thinking.
2: yeah don't poke like, the bear definitely <laughs>
0: I was going to use the Harry Potter line, but it's okay. <laughs> On his paper out, we see Mike, I'm assuming, going to pick up the papers again. Why is it so late in the day? But whatever. Right. And the headline is Crusher and Paula breaking out of prison <laughs> and a picture of Crusher. And all of a sudden we hear, hey, can I get one of those? And it's like, oh, he knew the voice. Yeah. <laughs> As he lowers the paper. He sees Crusher and he has that kind of creepy smile happening. So I get Mike being like, oh, God, what am I going to do? Well, he doesn't get to do anything because he's taken hostage. <laughs> We've
1: Actually, seen that like plenty of TV shows and movies over the years, decades of like looking at something and then pulling it down in their purse and there's a person standing there. But it still worked. Yeah, yes,
0: it did. It did. Back at school, we see Rick has taken another exam for a teacher who has way too many little fox in her desk. Yeah. I feel like this is leading to some kind of other villain, but then again, he's our band. So could (laughs) be, I guess, either one. And he had a perfect score. I was really surprised because I was expecting this teacher to be like, you cheated somehow. But she actually apologizes for doubting him. And he says, that's OK. That's what everyone does. That was really kind of sad to me. I like, ow, that's a little painful. OK, he, he
1: could have cracked a half a smile. I mean, right. somebody actually reached out.
0: <laughs> or at least have the teacher kind of, I don't know, hang her head in shame. Like, oh, OK, this is rough. I should have done Too more late. for this poor kid. Yeah. And finally, we see Isaac Bowen. Now, quick side note. Is that the same kid? Because... I don't know if it's just the hair is longer, but he looks different to me.
1: There's a few of them that look different or older to me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> okay. so just they're...
0: like normal changing kind of thing. Yeah,
1: I think so. The only one that hasn't changed much is
2: Brack. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but he's sitting alone in the lunchroom eating, I don't know, a sad cheese sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> and as everybody's leaving the lunchroom again, what kind of summer school is this? He's just chilling out, not even going to class. What's going on? And people start turning off the lights. Oh, here walks Cindy. And just talk. Talking to him like, oh, I loved your music and uh, we can be friends because I understand what it's like, what you're going through, losing your parents. And I'm sitting there going, OK, basically, you have super popular cheerleader who's Mean Girl and what was <clears> a <throat> band geek. And it's like, yeah, this <laughs> normally is not going to work. And when he's just like, tell me more about how you lost your parents. I'm like, OK, this is getting a little creepy and uncomfortable. But that's where I'm saying I'm kind of liking how it's going. It's like strange, but I kind of felt it's like did you guys feel uncomfortable at that moment just because we know what she's planning
1: no because i remember high school being approached by the (laughs) sex cheerleaders so i'll be like T- t- talking to me.
0: <laughs> it just feels like she's going to be like, okay, you're going to be cannon fodder, so let me yeah. bring you in into this group that I'm going to use up and throw away kind of thing.
1: Absolutely. Can I tell you guys my wife was the uh, co captain of the cheerleading squad? Nope. No. Oh, yeah. She's talking about it. Oh, she's not listening at the door. She was talking about it today. <laughs> 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 it
2: never goes away. Nope. Glory days. <laughs> Well, we got some unwanted visitors. After getting a message from Mike, Pat goes to the shop where he's met by Crusher and Paula. They explain that they aren't there for revenge. They're only in town to support Artemis for her football tryouts and they want Mike's help.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah,
1: just grab his kid first.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I love the way Pat just finally tosses the (laughs) wrench. Yeah. So he takes them home and Barbara is not thrilled. <laughs> Do you blame kill us? Oh. It's hard to be the mature one. Yeah. <laughs> well, if they wanted to kill us they'd have already done it. Crusher suggests to Pat that he start training Mike. They make a <laughs> lot of small talk. Crusher tells Pat he and his wife Never really fit in in the ISA, but when Pat mentions the shade, he has nothing nice to say about him. Oh, god, no, they don't. (laughs) No, (laughs) but it was curious, yeah, hearing them talk about not fitting in with the ISA, and you kind of go, Is this setting up a little more alliance with the JSA? Maybe seems that way to me, yeah. You know, that'll be the neighbors from hell. Hey, we're moving next door to you. Now, Paula shames Barbara for her food options but they sort of bond a little about their daughters being stubborn. Mm. That was just so weird. Yeah. <laughs> and Paula actually agrees to, to try coffee. It was like, "What the hell is happening here?" <laughs> <laughs> so, the JSA does some
1: research and finds out Eclipse was from Diablo Island. Wow, cleverly named. Yeah. But then it was taken off the maps a long time ago because no one ever came back. And they finally made a TV show about it. <laughs> <laughs> one of the tribes on the island some evil entity of vengeance and trapped it in the black diamond and explore Bruce Gordon No relation to Bruce. Oh, wait a minute. Wasn't there a joke or something about Bruce Wayne and Commissioner Gordon? Right. Yeah. Went to the island and found out that everyone had been dead for decades. Very little else is known. Courtney visits a place called the House of Secrets and asks for books on Bruce Gordon. She encounters the Shade and accuses him of wanting to team up with Eclipse. So, the Shade tells Courtney if there is a difference between bad and evil, which was my favorite line of the show. Yes. <laughs> gray area and that while he might be bad eclipso is evil explains that eclipso killed dr midnight's 10 year old daughter yeah that'll trump any conversation oh yeah the shade plans to throw the black diamond at the deepest part of the ocean so Eclipse can never hurt anyone again i wonder who was hurt for him right we'll there's go gotta be. that
2: yeah there's gotta yeah. be it, it, there's a reason besides being bored <laughs> right. Yep, I know. He claims he's doing it because he's bored. Right. There's clearly more to it. He tells
1: Courtney to leave it all to him. Cindy takes Isaac to the ISA headquarters and tells him about his father, the fiddler. Cindy tells him that he'll learn to play his father's violin. I don't think okay, he has
0: Okay, I was confused. I, there was a lot of things that I was confused with this section, to be honest. <laughs> when The Shade was talking about Eclipse, like, was it just me? Or did he seem to kind of flip back and forth, like, Eclipso's evil, I want to get rid of him. And then it's like, oh, I was hurt. And then, oh, I can't let anybody see. Just leave it to me. It's like, I will take care of these. Pause. Pause. Get, he, pause. I, he must. Kids.
1: He must. Yeah. He must have seen a, a child suffer before. I guess he doesn't want anything to happen to his kids. Maybe his kids, if he had any. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that was just like making me just kind of scratch my head. And the whole thing when she was talking about Midnighter and like he wasn't saying that that he did something. So I don't know, maybe it's like he pulled Midnighter in to save him from Eclipso or something because he was going to go nuclear option because of his kid. Yeah. And then this whole thing with Cindy, like I watched it twice and I swear, I'm like, did he say his dad or granddad? Because I thought the whole, his mom was using her dad's violin, not her husband's, because that doesn't make any sense. Like, is this, is that does, just, does
1: Isaac get... even play the violin? No. No, he was playing no. the tuba. tuba yeah. <laughs> well, uh, why did, oh, okay. Well, because at the beginning, when Cindy starts hitting on him, she goes, oh, I, I love your music. I'm like, he doesn't play the violin. No. <laughs> you love his tuba play?
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> okay. what was confusing me, because I thought they set it up that the Fiddler was his mom's dad.
2: Right, I think you're so right. So
0: it was his granddad. And that's why I'm like, I don't understand the whole, oh, my mm-hmm. dad? Mm-hmm. It's like, Unless she just didn't want to show that it was his mom for some reason i don't know it just seems strange because why would a married couple suddenly have the same powers yeah so if somebody can explain that please let us know because i'm confused but let's go back to school shall we because the time was jumping all around in this episode so I was really like what is happening because at school we have Crusher Paula and Pat walking into the football stadium to watch Artemis play and Pat just kept telling them be quiet no just sit down don't draw attention yeah okay because they're quiet mouse like people (laughs) but we see Artemis not doing very well so they start cheering for her and yelling like I said hey baby you're doing great and and when she sees them all of a sudden it helps focus her and her game suddenly improved and that's when she ended up throwing the ball what they said like 40 yards right right Woo! That's a good throw. And then we see Cindy skulking up through another area. Now, this is a high school football area. Right. And it didn't look like they had a huge kind of stadium. Why are there so many dark little areas for her to come skulking out of? That's
2: all I'm wondering. Yeah, she was but, up by the press box. Is that what it was? Yeah. And seeing that this was a tryout, it wasn't going to be lit up. So you got the yeah. shadows from the sun because it is a covered area inside.
0: I high school did not have a very large football like stadium area so might have changed now but who knows but anyway we see cindy skulking as cindy skulk and she uses eclipso and ends up targeting artemis i was so mad when she did this oh i wanted to punch cindy because we see artemis hallucinating that suddenly there's snipers About to take out her parents, which, hello, when she's hearing, I have them in my sights. Can I take the shot? It's like, if they don't see them, like, three feet away from them, maybe they're not there. Yeah. (laughs) But she ends up kind of losing it, going to attack everybody that she thinks is part of this sniper crew. And she attacks Courtney, which (laughs) Paula and Crusher really, they're like, oh, that really got away from her. It's like, what? Are we seeing the same thing? That's what I'm wondering. But she ends up stopping before she really hurts Courtney. And we see... Later, Paula and Crusher telling their daughter the truth about well everything, and I don't know if this like crushes her or gives her strength. I was kind of like, okay, what's happening here? But they're like, okay, we did this, but we're gonna go pay our our penalty and go back to prison. It's like again, this just seems so strange. It's like, okay, honey, we were just here to watch this. We're gonna go back to ourselves now. Bye bye. Yeah, like, right they were like prison. really. <laughs> yeah, they were like really happy and kind of bouncy because. When we see them walking away, they're like putting their arms around each other. Like, oh, our little girl did so good. (laughs) What is going on? And then... We end up seeing Artemis at her locker where she gets a call from the recruiter who's saying, your anger issues are just a little too much for us. And that's when Artemis like crushes her phone. Well, we see her like slam it. and You just hear it kind of shatter. And oh, who's there to help quote pick up the pieces? Unquote. <laughs> uh, we got Cindy. Of course. Who decides to step in because she's the one who ruined everything anyway. So it's like, let me play with my toys is what I feel like with Cindy. Yep. It's like, I wanted to like her towards the end of last season because of everything we learned about her, and now I just want to slap her again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we find out that Dr. Midnight is still around. Yes. And Courtney confronts Pat about Dr. Midnight's daughter, and he tells her that he did know that. Later, Pat and Barbara decide to continue to not tell the JSA the full truth about Eclipso and the JSA. Somebody's a traitor. <laughs> Making me yeah. it was good to see that theory work out yes uh, that he didn't kill
1: midnight he rescued him instead he just yes. can not get him out of the, out of that dark zone but
2: Courtney gets geared up as stargirl and goes to find the shade for more information. Hmm, I wonder how that's going to end up working out. I have a feeling the Shade's more than willing to give Courtney all the information about Eclipso and maybe try to scare her away. Maybe. She's too impulsive, though, to trust with that type of information. (laughs) Beth continues working, trying to open the Eclipso file when the goggles come to life and once again the voice on the other end doesn't know her however it's soon revealed that beth isn't talking to dr midnight's ai anymore she's talking to the real dr midnight he's alive and trapped in the Ah. shadows and that's
0: when i was like well dave's theory came true yeah
1: once in a while it happens yeah
2: (laughs) yeah every once in a while a dog finds a bone (laughs) but that was just awesome to hear her realize that she wasn't talking to the ai and of course at that time she gets static and all you see is McNider in the shadow realm trying to get back a hold of her again and it's like hmm how is this gonna pan out
0: Like, I totally oh. felt like she was going to end up running out of the house to go run over to Courtney's, and then Courtney was going to get busted for not being there. So right. I'm starting to wonder if
1: that's what's going <laughs> to happen
0: next episode.
1: Yep. So I wonder the reason why Chuck stopped working for, uh, well, they broke. Right. Yeah. But they, it's because they started working for
2: Dr. Midnight. That's oh, like I, it's
0: connecting to him. Yeah. And that's
2: right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That makes perfect sense that that's the only reason she's getting anything from him is that Midnight's. At least close enough to make a connection. And, of Mm. course, I don't think that would have happened unless Eclipso was there or The Shade. Probably The Shade is what, when he showed up, that's actually what allowed McNider to halfway connect to the goggles. Yeah, maybe. Well, anything else on this episode? No, that was fine. Yep. All right. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts on each and every episode this season. Our deadline for feedback is 6 p.m. Eastern every Friday during the season. You can send your feedback, be it email or audio, to contact us at fangirlzone.com. Please review and rate us on iTunes and any other platform you use for your podcast.
1: With good ratings and reviews, that helps other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends. And I hope you're enjoying our podcast. And don't forget to check out the other great Fangirl Zone podcasts podcast.
0: So head on over to www.fangirlzone.com. You can check out our contacts page and see everything that we're doing. And so for this episode of the Star Power Podcast,
2: I'm Steve. Since when is anything in the JSA database confidential?
0: I'm Sean fangirl
2: And this is Cosmic Staff Dave. I was thinking, let's see, what should I do?
1: Write a poem? I don't know. Sing a song? No. Do something staffy? <laughs> that would be fitting. <laughs> but the only thing came into my mind was, Mike, Mike, head on a spike.
0: <laughs> I know.
1: I said, well, I'm not going to say that. That's That's a little too grim. <laughs> I just did. Whoops.